Good morning, good afternoon, good evening. This is The Transfer Podcast, where we talked about the life of Jesus and life of the fathers of the faith. I will transfer knowledge, principle of life and wisdom for him to us and to whom the end of the age has come. I'm your host, Dr. Tunde Agbola. Now let's go into today's podcast and see what we can glean as wisdom from their lives. You've got times and seasons in your hands. You call for light out of darkness. You don't need a man to be the God you are. All right. Um, good morning, good afternoon, good evening. If you're joining this podcast, podcast right now, we are on the transfer. Uh, today, I'm excited to have two of my friends joining me on this podcast. Uh, I, I consider today a transition for us because now we're going to a real conversation and we're going to try to be as, as authentic as we are because we want you to join us and be a part of us. Um, you can see uh, I have two people with me today. Uh, they've been my friend for years. Uh, I'll introduce my, my friends that in the order with which how long I've known them with no preference here. <laughs> um, I've known Oloyede for close to 20 years. Uh, he's uh, a friend for 20 years, a believer. His name is Oloyede. He's also called Emmanuel. His last name is Oloyede. Uh, Oloyede works for uh, a good company uh, that is uh, well known um, all across the world. And um, I would leave it at that. He's got his degree in engineering and he's also doing some leadership uh, course somewhere in Canada right now. And we've known for many years. And the second person is uh, Jason Gregg. Jason Gregg has been a friend for 10 years. Actually, I was at his wedding <laughs> too. And um, Jason, Jason, I met Jason at Baylor University uh, when I came to the US. And uh, he works also for a very big company, an engineering company. And um, Jason, Jason has been a wonderful friend. Uh, Day has been an amazing friend. So I would like to engage them in this podcast for us to have conversation. And um, I don't know if there's anything they would like to say about themselves before I, I go into the conversation. Olui, do you have anything you'd like to say? Yeah, so I'm just excited to be able to uh, have this uh, conversation about the common faith that we share. Uh, because in the final analysis, that's essentially what, uh, what really matters uh, and that counts. Yeah, it's a pleasure. Awesome, awesome. Uh, Jason? Yeah, I'm, I'm absolutely happy as well. I think in agreement with what Aluya is saying, the since our friendship began, Tunde, uh, it's always been based on the fact that both of us hold scripture higher than our own understanding of it. Mm. Yep. yep. And, and that has allowed us to build a friendship, even though we come from such diverse backgrounds. Yep. And, and that has allowed us to change and become better yes and i'm excited to have a conversation that will allow us, the three of us to do the same thing mm, amazing amazing 
Wow, thanks, thanks guys for this introduction. So uh, let's go straight to the real business. Um, we started uh, a series uh, which I, I was doing alone and then I'm bringing these uh, wonderful brothers into it where we're looking at the what you might call the heroes of our faith. And now we're in Hebrews 11 verse 4, uh, which is where we're taking it. And I'll just quickly read Hebrews 11 4. It said, By faith Abel offered to God a more acceptable sacrifice than Cain, through which he was commended as righteous. God commending him by accepting his gifts and through his faith, though he died, he still speaks. I'm reading from the ESV uh, translation version. So we're looking at that is the context of what we're looking at today. Is there, are there wisdom that we can draw from the life of this man that is applicable to our own life today? And we're going to try to make this conversation as, as uh, much as we can. So last week I started this off, uh, putting it in the context of, it, of, the, of the home. Uh, I call it the home of the of Mr. Forstman Adam and Mrs. Heath Adam. <laughs> what do you guys think about that? <laughs> that's yeah, kind of like that's interesting. Yeah, I think that's a good way to put it. Yeah, yeah. I think that's a good way to put it. Um, there must have been a way of uh, referring to it. They must have had um, some pet names for each other. <laughs> <Yep>. <laughs> but in our context, it's simple enough to, to put it that way. Yeah. Okay. Oh, Jason, what do you think about our first man name and Eve? <laughs> yeah, I mean, so the names we have for them are almost uh, placeholders, right? It's, it's yeah. <laughs> yeah, 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 that's correct. That's correct. That's very correct. Yeah, one of the reasons why I chose first man is because the Bible says the first man Adam. So I said, yeah, I can make that his first name. <laughs> and then Eve, the, the, the woman's name. So they're man and woman. And so we, we look at it from that context and we notice that they have two children, uh, Cain and Abel. Uh, if you're not familiar with the Bible story, we might get into it in Genesis chapter 4. And these two children, there were some things that happened and God uh, found it uh, something interesting for us to have as New Testament believers to learn from so that we can practice our faith consistent with Christ. So that will be the context of uh, the conversation today. And before we go into the actual conversation, to put things in perspective, I'll have us read um, a couple of uh, scriptures. And those scriptures are going to guide us into how we, we have this conversation uh, as much as we can stay within uh, time. So I'm going to be reading Matthew 23, 35, and uh, Jason and Aloy are going to be helping with what that scripture. So Matthew 23, uh, verse 35 says, so that on you may come all the righteous blood shed on earth, from the blood of righteous Abel to the blood of Zechariah, the son of Berechiah, whom you murdered between the sanctuary and the altar. Um, Jason, do you want to read Luke eleven fifty one? Yeah, so very similarly, from the blood of Abel to the blood of Zechariah, who perished between the altar and the sanctuary, yes, I tell you, it will be required of this generation. Mm. What about the Hebrew twelve twenty four? Yeah, I'm reading from the English Standard Version, Hebrews twelve twenty four, and to Jesus, the mediator of a new covenant and to the sprinkled blood that speaks a better word than the blood of Abel. Okay. 
Wow, interesting. All three scriptures seem to have something about the blood of Abel. Wow, there must be something about the blood of Abel, right? <laughs> interesting, though. Mm. Now, also from the side of Cain, uh, we're going to read also uh, two set of scriptures. And I'll have Jason read 1 John 3, 11 to 12, and uh, Uloye, uh, Jude 11. 1 John 3, 11 to 12. Um, for this is the message that you have heard from the beginning that we should love one another we should not be like Cain who was of the evil one and murdered his brother and why did he murder him because his own deeds were evil and his brothers were righteous interesting so Jude 11 these are not uh, particularly attractive verses huh? (laughs) (laughs) no not really not really (laughs) Okay, so Jude Jude 11, woe to them, for they walked in the way of Cain and abandoned themselves for the sake of Cain to Balaam's error and perished in Korah's rebellion. Wow. Yeah, no, no particularly friendly scripture right there. No, we're not, we're not about to do gloom and doom for you today. We're just having a conversation. Okay. All right. So what I'm going to do now is um, I'll soon leave the floor open for conversation. But one thing that I wanted to note was uh, it seems like we have two people being contrasted. One is considered righteous. One is considered evil. And interestingly, one was given the commendation to be a person of faith and the other one was not. But they grew up in the same home, in the same family, raised by the same parent. Uh, Just to let it flow, I don't know if you guys have any thought that jumps into your mind as you were reading the story about Cain and Abel. Where where does Abel express things that look like faith? What did God say about him and what did God say about Abel that jumps at you? Jason, you want to go first? Oh, I'm, uh, I'm wondering if we'd want to read Genesis 4. Okay, yeah, let's do that. Mm. Yeah, I think that was part of the plan. So let's just do yeah. that because that really helps us put things into, into real context. So Genesis chapter 4 may be a good scripture to read first. Okay, so do you want me to read from here? I think I'll just read, right? So yeah. if you, are, you guys, are you guys there? Genesis 4. Absolutely. I'll read from verse 1 all the way to verse 17. Because that's where mm. I think there's a transition to Enoch. All right. Now Adam knew Eve, his wife, and she conceived and bore Cain, saying, I have gotten a man with the help of the Lord. And again, she bore his brother Abel. Now Abel was a keeper of sheep and Cain a worker of the ground. In the course of time, Cain brought to the Lord an offering of the fruit of the ground. And Abel also brought of the firstborn of his flock and of their fat portions. And the Lord had regard for Abel and his offering. But for Cain and his offering, he he had no regard. So Cain was very angry and his face fell. The Lord said to Cain, why are you angry? And why has your face fallen? you do well will you not be accepted and if you do not do well sin is crouching at the door its desire is contrary to you but you must rule over it Cain spoke to Abel his brother and when they were in the field Cain rose up against his brother Abel and killed him then the Lord said to Cain where is Abel your brother he said I do not know I am my brother's keeper 
And the Lord said, what have you done? The voice of your brother's blood is crying to me from the ground. And now you are cursed from the ground, which has opened its mouth to receive your brother's blood from your hand. When you walk the ground, it shall no longer yield to you its strength. You shall be a fugitive and a wanderer on the earth. Cain said to the Lord, my punishment is greater than I can bear. Behold, you have driven me today away from the ground, and from your face I shall be hidden. I shall be a fugitive and a wanderer on the earth, and whoever finds me will kill me. Then the Lord said to him, Not so. If anyone kills Cain, vengeance shall be taken on him sevenfold. And the Lord put a mark on Cain, lest any who found him should attack him. Then Cain went away from the presence of the Lord and settled in the land of Nod, east of Eden. Cain knew his wife, and she conceived and bore Enoch. When he built a city, he called the name of the city after the name of his son, Enoch. All right, that's the story. So if anyone is listening and they don't have an idea of the story, I'm glad Jason brought this up. We were already planning to do this, and this is really good that you can see the story of this man. So let's... Let's start having conversation from there. Who, who is Cain? Who is Abel? What what are the issues that we can learn from them? And, um, I think I, I was talking to Louis outside. I don't know if you have any background since you were doing some things on uh, the Old Testament recently and leadership. Do you have any background on it after Jason speaks a little bit on these guys? Okay. All right. So I'll let, I'll let Jason, can you say a few things and then I'll let Louis give if he has any background on these guys and just speak into it also. Um, yeah, I, w- I would just say the the first things that pop out are just kind of the summary of the story, right? One, Cain is the firstborn. So he is the one, especially in this culture, his position is very important in his family, right? He is going to carry on the name of Adam. And he's going to carry on his family's legacy. So he's the first... He is the first opportunity for the Proto-Evangelion to come true. And uh, mm. that's big church words, right? But he's the first opportunity mm. for the son of Adam to crush the head of the snake. Mm. Right? Mm. For the son of Eve. So he is the first chance that they can see that this um, initial gospel they were given could come true. Was in, in Cain. Right. Um, I think. I think just also the the sibling difference, right? We don't know anything about how old they were compared to each other, mm-hmm. right? There's so much we could fill in, but there's not much we know Correct. about about their family, about their relationship, about culturally what was happening. Um, I I think what really comes as well to me is just thinking about the natural order we see between siblings that there is some rivalry there. Mm. I think mm. we can't draw that out of the story. Mm. That there there's uh they've chosen different paths for their life, and there is some rivalry. Always by the same parent. Yeah. Yeah. Interesting. 
But so so that's kind of like an insight there to see that these two people they, they grew up in the same home. One one of them being the firstborn was we thought he was going to be the one that would carry on the torch of the fate of of his his father and mother if there was that kind of fate or maybe correct the error of his father and mother because they had already fallen but somehow he, he chose the path of evil as we saw from those new testament texts but there was another one uh not in, not, not in any particular order whether it was firstborn or secondborn doesn't really matter but he somehow decided to choose a path that god somehow considered righteous and probably mm. continue in the direction of the prophecy that Jason was talking about that this the head of the serpent was going to be bruised by the seed of the of the woman so that's that's that would be something i think we need to stretch a little more uh, and draw application for our own life how did Cain become that kind of a person is it possible that we can find insight again like you rightly said Jason these are subjective in a sense because there are not too many details in there but again i mean um what is important is that we draw lesson that we are convinced is applicable to us and then because there's no there's no absolute right answer to anything that is not explicitly written in, in scripture but mm-hmm. you can you can for your own life say hey i feel this insight i sense this and this is applicable to a situation i think i draw wisdom from me and that's the whole point of this podcast can we can the holy spirit inspire us to draw wisdom out of it so um before we go back into those that text conversation Oloe, do you have any anything as a matter of background that you you want to share just for again for for people to gain some knowledge if there are things out there now we know there are many resources there are many views on this background so we are not claiming this is the <laughs> the correct background or the incorrect one we're just saying yeah there are things we found out that might help you in your search to learn more about this Oloe. yeah absolutely um Interestingly, the, the, the scriptures already uh, says a lot, even though it appears a little. <laughs> if we uh, stay closer to it, there are a few things that we can, we can glean from there. You already gave the background about uh, that family tree, uh, Adam and Eve, came uh, being in this context, at least in the account of the record, um, the older one, right? And uh, it appears... Uh, there was a younger one that came later that was Seth, right? Yeah, uh, yeah. Yeah, and uh, maybe there could be other children that uh, were not named in the Bible. There were a couple of things about Abel that um, he was the first to do. Like, he was the first to experience death. <laughs> he was the first to have been murdered by his own sibling. Uh, we could, in fact, describe him as a martyr, right? Because he was killed for the ju- for the cause of righteousness, if yep. you would allow me to do that. Mm-hmm. He was killed because uh, he was on his way pleasing God, right? Mm-hmm. Uh, he died without leaving any descendants, which is the reason we really can't quote him. As a matter of fact, we might as well say that he didn't. He, none of his uh, speeches were recorded until he died, right? It was, <laughs> his, it was his blood that was speaking later. Wow. Uh, yeah, okay. and of course, he was um, he was a shepherd in terms of um, occupation. Thinking about uh, his his occupation, um, we would later know from Abraham, Jacob, Moses, David, what it looks like to be a shepherd, right? Mm-hmm. To protect and to guide flock. Mm-hmm. I'm 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 thinking that uh, we can start 
concluded that uh, Abel must have been someone that was capable of leading, protecting, and guiding, right? So it's 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 very easy to think that um, that occupation of ease uh, is something that might have been flowing naturally from how he was raised. I mean, it's very easy to choose uh, different tracks of profession, if we put it that way. He had a different one from Kin, which his own wasn't bad as well. If we come back to the concepts of the story entirely, I think one of the things that stood out for me, even right from the beginning, is the issue of uh, God um, having regard for Abel and for his offering. Yeah, so I've, I've, I've um, had a couple of times we try to draw inferences from, I mean, I've seen people say that, yeah, well, uh, what happened was that Kale actually, Kale actually brought uh, spoiled uh, stuff to, <laughs> to God and things like that. I don't think the scripture is explicit about that. I think the concept of uh, acceptance or rejection is something that essentially resides on faith. Which is what I think we will touch on in the cost of this. Year. Yeah. Well, th- thanks for that background and 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 putting that compass in the direction that I think best suit this podcast and also best uh, make us see deeper into it, which is the faith, right? In, in what way did Cain demonstrate a conviction or a faith that is worthy of commendation by God in that context? And thanks for the background. You know, I I. I I quickly this morning did a little bit of um, checking on what is what is the name of Cain, what is the name of Abel, and uh, what 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 are the things that are they just as a background. Interestingly, of course, from Genesis four, it seems like they told us why Cain was named Cain or the idea, the what was in the mind of the parent for why they, when they called him Cain, they said because he was received from the Lord or something like that. And I spoke into that last week in that chapter four. Say, I begotten a man with the help of the Lord right mm. so so that that becomes very critical um uh for, for us to see that the way the parents saw uh this guy uh came so so the, the name of abel when i look at strong um uh, exhaustive concordance actually means something like vanity if something like breath fleeting meaningless purposeless i was like why would a parent name that child that? But then I'm trying to see that whatever you are called, whatever identity people give you really doesn't matter ultimately. It's what choices you make as it relates to your faith in God that end up defining you. Even though Cain's name was, oh, we received him as a help from the Lord. And Abel's name sounds something that looks like purposeless or vanity, the meaning of the name. It, it somehow Abel didn't allow that to define it, and that might be quite important, you know, because sometimes there are children who feel, oh, you gave me this name, it's just too long, it doesn't have a meaning, my name doesn't have anything. All of those things don't matter when it comes to this faith, and that that also cut across the issue of your order in in rank in the family, uh, whether you were born into a, a family that celebrates you or doesn't celebrate you whether you're brown skin, white skin, yellow skin, purple skin, all the things that naturally defines you really doesn't matter when God is looking at you 
from the New Testament, we saw that God finally commended Abel not for anything else, but for one thing, which I that's why I said for Lady putting on his direction, this is really amazing. God commended him for just one thing, and that is his faith. So, Jason, any any thought uh, going on from there? No, I, I think all of that's really good. Um, something that popped up when you're talking um, was the. It's interesting to me that we don't, like you said, that we don't have any words that Abel spoke. Mm, wow. We only have actions that he did. Mm, wow. And and the, so we know he is a person of faith, and the only evidence we have for his faith are his actions. Wow, that's that's on point. That is on point. Yeah. And wow. and I think it's very easy especially in my faith background and the way I came into the faith is for my faith to be something intellectual. And so my, I am faithful to God if I say the right things, mm. if I say the right words. Mm. But we don't know what Abel said. Wow. We know what he did. And he brought sacrifices to God that were pleasing to God. What's the meaning of that word? Acta non verba? Is that like act, not just talk? Or what it was? It's like it's, it's your action that really matters, right? Faith without works is dead. Mm-hmm. Know your faith by your works. And that's a serious issue, uh, Jason. You and I have had conversation around some of these kind of things in the past. And although you're coming from the background we had, we came from, we know there were people who came and started talking about this faith that is just abstract somewhere in the air. Uh, you, you believe this thing 20 years ago and then you're that's all that matters but we know james also affirmed this statement that it's the way we demonstrate our faith is our works no wonder i think it makes sense now that god called him righteous Hebrew. both in all, almost all the scriptures we read he was considered a righteous man although he was people justified by their faith but true living vital faith uh, if you guys would agree with me, is demonstrated by righteous deeds. Mm. What, do you, what do you guys think about that? Yeah, I think that that's absolutely uh, uh, on point. And I think uh, Jason went on to highlight something that uh, came out for me as well in this whole story, especially if we put this in the context of our time. Mm. You and I know that we live in a time where people are motivated by clicks, likes, and comments. Uh, uh, I mean, in the context of our time, the question is, we, we, we learned that um, Cain became angry. And uh, it's almost suggesting to me that um, he probably didn't give his offering because he wanted to please God, but probably because he wanted to receive praise for it. So there, there must be a connection between faith that Abel demonstrated and his love for God. He, he probably didn't care about whether it was going to, I mean, he probably didn't know that his name was going to be in the, in the, <laughs> in the book 11, right? He was simply doing his stuff out of natural love for God. And I'm asking myself today, for instance, um, what, what are the main motivations for, for what I'm doing? Uh, 
maybe this is in some church services maybe how how am i how am i integrating my faith into what i'm doing every day is it flowing naturally or like some form of uh, show showmanship here and there yeah um, that i just want to wow. achieve that in it that's good time. that's good that's good so we should we should think more about the motivation for the our faith and the actions we take is it flowing directly from um a faith that leads to love because of our love for god or is it coming out of any other reason like anger hatred or even trace of men yeah do you see anything else Yeah, uh I actually was thinking about something while we were talking and it's just saying um you know we were talking about the fact earlier that we don't know the quality of the things that Cain brought. Mm-hmm. So I I agree with that. We don't know he, if he brought his best fruits and vegetables or his worst fruit and vegetables. We just we don't know. Um what we do know is for the able who gave his offering by faith mm. who gave an offering that was pleasing he gave his absolute best mm. he gave right both the firstborn and the fat portions right the best of the best mm. and the things that he gave mm. and i think for for me when i'm testing myself to see if i am acting out of faith I think an easy way that I can check that is am I giving my best mm. to God? Mm. Mm. Interesting. And without grudge. <laughs> so so the actions the quality of your actions uh you're checking it to to make sure it it's really from a very a heart that is truly truly committed to God in doing it. You know, let's stay on that. Olui, Olui, are you still on? Yeah, I'm here. Okay, so I want us to stay actually on that because that's really important. Um in the past I I have really looked at the different views that people have about what made Cain uh offering unacceptable and made Abel's offering acceptable. And I like us to actually stay a little more on that. Uh you could almost categorize into the view into about at least four 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 there are there will be more but at least four. One one would be which you guys have already alluded to the type of sacrifice that was brought uh no maybe not the type you guys talk about the quality the type is it because uh Abel brought a a, a, a lamb or a sheep or is it be- and Cain brought some farm produce and the other the second one would be the quality the quality you know what that God doesn't really care whether it's a, it's a sheep or a farm produce but sound like Oloye was alluding to maybe it came brought the bad bad portion actually we even had a song growing up in my choir in the church when I was younger where <laughs> the song was centered around Cain look for a very bad yam a terrible yam a yam that is already spoiled and then he brought it to the altar and God was like what <laughs> you know <laughs> and Cain went to look for the fat you know robust well primed lamb and he brought it to God uh we're not that's not explicitly said but that's the second view the third view would be the heart behind the sacrifice which is one thing Jason is saying that when Cain brought the sacrifice he probably brought it and we can almost glean the wisdom from new testament on that where the bible say what well, he asked was of the evil one his heart was evil so he he do maybe it just was like that servant in um 
in the in the story of the parable that said you're a hard taskmaster. You're asking for what you never sold. I sold so much into the mm. economy, asking me to bring stuff. I'm not going to give you what you want. And okay, even if I'm going to give you, I'm going to be grudging about it. It's going to be out of grudge and just complaining and mumbling. Now, the sec- the fourth one is not just the heart, not the quality, not just the type. Is the life of the person. So one is the heart behind the giving, not just the the heart of that person holistically, but the heart behind that giving, that sacrifice. But the fourth one will be the very life of the person. So there are these four views, and I, I again I lean more towards the last two, and the first, the type and quality might be an outflow of the heart, which is just a demonstration of the state of the heart. And the fourth one, which will be the life of the person, which is the life of uh, Cain and Abel. The Bible said about Jesus, Jesus he said, this is my beloved son in whom, in his person, I am well pleased. There's something about the character and the lifestyle and the way of life consistent with a conviction about God that made uh, God accept him. So. What do you guys think about what are my opinion on this? Uh, the, the, the type, the quality, the heart behind the sacrifice, and the life of the person. And if there's any additional thing there that you guys are seeing. Yeah, um, I think I'm going to lean more um, to the last two as well. Um, I mean, while uh, in the New Testament, Paul outrightly said in Romans chapter 14, I think verse 23, that whatever doesn't proceed out of faith is sin, right? Mm, 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 mm. That's true. Actually, I have that written down somewhere. So you know, <laughs> you know, you know I, I wrote it. it. Not of faith is sin, like with exclamation mark. Yeah, so uh, <laughs> it, it, it's critical to look at it. And if we uh, go deeper into, into character, we will be seen in the life of Cain. Things like anger, right? Mm, mm will be saying um, things like anger, envy. Yep. Yep. These are issues of the art that even uh, as contemporary Christians, we need to be careful about uh, in our arts. Yeah. I, I just wanted to mention that. Yeah. yeah envy and anger. Mm-hmm. Jealousy. Yeah. At least now, I think that's a very important thing to note at this point that, look, we're not just here to just have talk around this thing to draw life wisdom uh, we should watch the root of bitterness envy strife jealousy and which often start from mild things like always wanting to live a competitive life to outdo mm-hmm. others right so yeah I, I, that's important and for me I'm taking that home I don't know about you guys I'm taking that home watch out it starts from very subtle wanting to outdo others and then it goes into envy goes into strife goes into anger to, and then you lead to hatred and from hatred you're going to murder and before you know you are not living from a conviction of relationship with God which is faith but you're living out of another kind of life Jason you, you, you have something in mind? Uh, I'm, I think I was thinking the, the same thing that you were saying right there that, that it started with comparison mm, yep. and, and I, I think to you know what God said to Cain initially: If you do well, will you not be accepted? Exactly. Mm. Exactly. Yeah. No matter what your brother did, and I think about Jesus and Peter and John, right? 
Jesus. When Jesus tells exactly. Peter of death that he will die, and he goes, "What about him? <laughs> how, will, how will he die?" And and Jesus says that if I want him to live until I come back, what is it to you? You follow me. I, th- I think this, I, think, I think the spirit of God is already working here. Go on, Jason. Oh, I was just saying. I I think that that. So many of the root, right? We can talk about the path to sin mm. and go into that. And that's an even longer conversation of mm. temptation leading to sin, right? Mm. Mm. And sin, when it is full grown, becomes death. Yeah, yeah. Which is, it did here. Exactly, but just exactly. But that root, that, that start that you talked about is, is a comparison of I want what or my brother has. Yeah. So I guess the Lord would have to help us and the Holy Spirit seems to be zooming in on a couple of issues here. The reason why I said so is because the Bible says about the amount of two or three witnesses it's testimonies established. You know, when Oloye was driving into the issue of whatever is not of faith is sin, I had that exactly written here without even having a question with you guys. When the moment you started talking about that comparison, the very story that came to my mind immediately and you just mentioned it was the story of John and Peter where he said, what about this guy? So I know at that point, we all have the Spirit of God. It's, I sense the Holy Spirit is already bringing issues out of there. For us to leave this line, maybe from this point, I might just round up for today and we'll continue from this next week. Here is one thing to take home from today's podcast. It's not about Cain or Abel. Their story was only examples for us. Mm. And we, in our own contemporary day, we're seeing that everything we do must proceed out of a faith that is not based on comparison with other people. We can encourage other people. We can spur them onto good works. But we do not live as people of faith in Christ from the lens of comparison and strife and trying to outdo others because it will lead into, like Jason was saying, the path onto sin from a lost and it, when it grows, it becomes sin. So it starts from simple competition, comparison that leads to envy and from envy leads to strife and hatred and murder and ultimately, uh, you could almost shipwreck your faith if you will because you're no longer living out of a strong conviction. So what do you learn uh, as a listener from this today? Uh, take it home. Like we rightly said, Abel never said a word. But his life is still speaking as a demonstration to our faith. All right, we'll round off here today and uh, we're signing out and we look forward to you joining this podcast again the next time. Uh, thank you guys, uh, my uh, contributors to this podcast, Jason and Oloye. Uh, as the host of this podcast, I cannot have any two people do this to me better than you guys at this point. You guys have been friends, hard friends for years. And thank you so much for this. And now uh, we end today. And uh, may the Lord's name be glorified. May it not be about us. Maybe about him ultimately. Thank you. And have a blessed day.